Good morning, gentlemen. Today's daf is daf Chaf Vav in Rosh Hashanah. Again, we learn for a full shleima for Yosef Azriel ben Chaya Michal <coughs> from the Mishnah. Mishnah says, "I call a shofar's kerem." All of a sudden, we're talking about shofar's. This mish, this parak started talking about the the end of what we talked about at the end of the second parak. Basically, the second parak was about uh, receiving the testimony of the two Adim uh, that the new moon has arrived and the. Uh, the first Mishnah was a continuation of that. All of a sudden now, we're in the third parak, and in the third parak, most of the third parak and the fourth parak, we talk a lot about, uh, at least till the end of the third parak, we talk about the shofar. The shofar in Rosh Hashanah, what kind of a shofar do we use? So kola shofar, sh'kshem, all kinds of shofar are kosher, chutz mishal para, except for that of a cow. A para is a cow, a female cow, or the equivalent in the, uh, the male is a shore or a par, an ox, and uh, you can't use that, says the Tanakam. Meshu Karen, because that's called a horn. It's not called a shofar of a cow. It's called a Karen. Amar Biosi, below Kola Shofar Snicker Karen. All shofars are called Karen. Karen and shofar are synonymous, Shinemar. The Pusik says, from Shoch be Karen Hayobel. This is not a Pusik that's, that's going to be quoted by Rashi soon by Matan Torah. But the Pusik says, in Yoshua, Bahoyabim Shoch be Karen Hayovel. Okay, there we talk about when. The, the horn of the yovel, the yovel is a ram, which is a male sheep, an adult male sheep. Um, when, that, when that horn blasts, and the pasuk goes on, b'shamachem es kol ha-shofar. So there you see that the shofar is also called karen. So he says, kol ha-shofar snikur karen, shnerem shoch b'karen yovel. So if Yossi disagrees, and Yossi says you could use that also of a, of a, uh, of a cow or a bull, right, a par. So that's the Machloks, the Tanakama, and Rabbi Yossi. So basically, all shofars are kosher. And unfortunately, say not all shofars has to be a kosher animal, but all, kosher, all shofars, even though we say we normally use the ram's horn, the shofars from the ram, and that's the, that's the choicest one. But the Mephoshim say uh, that you can use any one as long as it's not that of a para, and it's got to be a shofar that makes noise. In other words, it can't be one that's, uh, that's not hollow. Only the ones that are hollow are okay. Uh, Rashi Atosis points that out um, that uh, the ones that are not hollow inside, obviously those can't be used. They don't make a sound. So the Gemara says right away, Shapakar Rabbi has a good point. Why does uh, why do the Chacham say you can't use that of a bull or of a cow? Uh, they're all called shofar. He says they says that par is not called uh, shofar. It's only called a karen. It's not called a shofar. He says all shofars are called karen. Shapakar Rabbi Rabbanan, all shofars are called karen. Rashi and Tosis Gear says Ikru Karen Vikru Shofar, but it's probably the same thing. They're all called Karen, they're all called Shofar, but the para Karen Ikri Shofar Lakri. In other words, yes, all shofars are called Karen, and Karen is shofar, they're synonymous, but that of a para is only called Karen, it's not called the shofar. The chsiv says Bahor Shoro Hutterlo. His firstborn shore, uh, shore is a glory for him. The Karne Ra'im Karnov, its horns are big like that of a Ra'im, which is a gigantic animal, right? But it's not called Shofar. Bechor Shoro of a shore is only called Karen, Karne Ra'im Karnov, not called him. So therefore, and, and uh, Rashi points out over here, Ikru Karen Vikru Shofar, all other ones are called Ikru Karen. And Rashi brings down the Pusik by Mountain Torah. Hamat Torah says, "Bem shochayobel hema yalu bahar," and then it says, "Vayi kol shofar," and there it doesn't mention Karen. That's what Tosa seems to be pointing out. 
<coughs> Tosus in the the Tosus begin begins with the words Ikru Karim Ikru Shofar. It says why does Rashi refer to the pasuk in the mention of the Mishnah Shof BeKaren Ayovel and the pasuk goes on there to say B'Shamachem Eskola Shofar because there it says Karen and Shofar but Rashi is pointing out the pasuk by Mountain Torah says B'Mshoch Hayovel Heimeyoluvahar by He Kol Shofar there it doesn't even mention Karen. To show that all they're all called shofar. They're not necessarily even if they're not called Karen, they're called shofar. So what the what what the Rabbanan are saying effectively is yes, all horns, all things that make noise like that, <coughs> excuse me, are called Karen and are called shofar. They're called both. But that of a shore is only called Karen. It's not called a shofar. So so at this point, the Gemara is saying the reason why you can't use the shofar of a paras, because it's not called a shofar, it's only called a karen. But if those who machar the paranamiyakra shofar, no, not true. That of a para is also called a shofar, even though you quoted the pasuk of Bechor Shara, there it's called a karen, but I have another pasuk, the pasuk says in Tilim, the seat of Hashem, Hashem will find good, my prayers, mishor par, more than that of a shor par, meaning more than that of a sacrifice, that's the idea of a shor par. But what's that lesson of shore par? Shore par is synonymous. A shore is an ox, a par is an ox. Well, im shore, lama par. If he's called a shore, why is he called a par? Shore generally is means any ox, even as soon as it's born. A male calf is also called a shore, whereas a par is usually talking about one who's two or three years old. But which one is it? Visit lashem mishore par, im shore, why is he called par? Vim par, lama shore. Which one are you referring to? Are you referring to all all oxen, including a calf, a male calf, as soon as it's born. As the Pesach says, Shor o kesev o eis ki He's called the shore as soon as he's born. Whereas a par, is used, par ben bakar, is usually speaking about a, two, a two-year-old animal. Right? Not an eagle. An eagle is a young calf. A shore is any, any uh, male cow or bull. Whereas a par is usually a two-year-old bull. So which one is it? Im shor lama par, vim par lama shor. What's that lashon of siv lashem mishor par? Elamai shor par mishofar. He dashes, he puts the two words together. Yes, you have the extra race to show you we're talking about a shor. But, it, but, but the drush is shofar. In other words, that my prayers will be better to Hashem than the voice of the shofar. But the point is he says, he refers to the shor and the par as shofar. So he says, uh, therefore, Yosef says that, a sh- that, a, that of a, all, all uh, horns are called karen and they're called, sh- uh, sh- and they're called shofar. The Rabbanan said, well, that of a, of a cow is not called a shofar. And Rabbi Yossi learns from this Pesach, Mishor Par, he darshans that shofar. But Rabbanan say no. The reason it says shor and par together is not to darshan that it's one word shofar. Because Rabbi Master, Dom Rabbi Master, my shor par, shugal kapar, to tell you that when Hashem made the mice abracious, and Hashem created the par, Mishor Par means the shore, the par that was at Mice Abracious. As soon as it was called the shore, as we said, Shore Kesavais Ki Volate, Rashis, Biom Shinikra Shore, Hayugadal Kapar is as great as a par, Zeo Shosh Abracious. What shore is already as big as a full grow? What, what newborn calf, male calf, is as big as a par, as a big as a, a, full, a fully grown par? The one that Hashem created, Mice Abracious, as we've said many times, that Mice Abracious, Hashem created everything. Fully grown, whether it was the trees or the animals, etc. That's what he dashes. The seat of Hashem, my tefillah will be as great to Hashem as the shore par. What does that mean? The shore that was already a par. Which one was that? The one at my sabracious. The one at my sabracious was already fully grown, and my tefillah 
will be as great, will be greater than if I have brought, than if, uh, greater than if I would have brought uh, that carbon, that first shore as a, uh, as a carbon. Okay, so um, that's, that's the drasha, that's the machlokas over here. Rabbi Yossi says that all, all shofars are called karen, and all karen are called shofar, therefore you can use anyone, even that of a cow. Whereas the Rabbanans say no, all karens are called shore, uh, a shofar, uh, uh, except for uh, except for that of a par, a, a, a cow or a bull, because that's called a karen. That's not a shofar. The Torah says Yom Truli Echem. We're talking about a shofar, and therefore uh, we actually learn it out from uh, that it has to be because by by Yom Kippur it says uh, um, true. Um, it says uh, shofar. Vaviru shofar b'chol ha'artzachem. So, and we learn out Rosh Hashanah for Yom Kippur that the trua, the Yom Trua that it says by, Shof, by, uh, by Rosh Hashanah has to be that of a shofar. Rashi says, Vavarta shofar trua, right? By Yom Kippur shofar is Vavarta shofar trua. And therefore the Yom Trua on, Yom, on Rosh Hashanah is learned out from Yom Kippur. It's got to be a shofar. And, the, and according to the Tanakhama, that of a par or of a bull or, or an ox is not called a shofar. It's only called a carrot. Ula says a different reason for the Chachamim. Ula marhain atam rabbanan k'rav chista rav chista neimayin a coin gadol nichnas nichnas bigdei zav l'fnai l'fnim. When the coin gadol changes his garments several days, several times on Yom Kippur, when he goes into the kotche kotchem, he wears the white garments only. He doesn't wear the golden garments. Why not? We know that our famous sin was the sin of the golden calf, the egel azov, and we don't want to go in with any gold or with an egel. Uh, into the into the Kodesh Kodeshim. So the reason why the reason why you can't use a par on Yom Kippur uh, on Rosh Hashanah rather is because we don't want the prosecutor to become the defendant. The the par is the symbol of the Egel Azov, and uh, we don't want to use that on Rosh Hashanah when we're pray, uh, praying to God for a good judgment. So um, same reason why you can't go with golden garments into the into the into the Kodesh Kodeshim. Because gold, the eagle and the gold remind Hashem of our sin. So we don't want our prosecutor, the things that's, uh, that's accusing us, to become our defendant. We take in the dam of the par goes lefnai lefnim. So that's, that's the dam of the par, even though that's from the, like the eagle azov. It says, you know, it doesn't, no longer looks like, you know, when, in the, in the, when it's in its blood form, it doesn't look like a par anymore. When it's in the blood, you can't tell what kind of an animal it's from. So it's not so bad when you take the blood in. But there's other things of gold in the Kodesh Kodeshim, the Oron, the Kaporas, the Kruv, the Kruvim. That's all made out of gold or lined with gold at least. He says, what we don't want is that the sinner, us, we Jews who sinned, we don't want them to, we don't want to come into the Kodesh Kodeshim with gold on us, so to speak. The gold that's there, that's one thing. That doesn't reflect on us, unless we're bringing it in. If we're bringing in gold, wearing gold, or bringing in a carbon uh, made out of a, of a calf, that doesn't look good. Chotev uh, we're talking about the, that the sinner shouldn't come in. The sinner does come in with the spoon and the censer, with the, the hot coals coming into the Kodesh Kodeshim, and with the... With the um, uh, with the ketores that he's coming in there to, 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 to burn, but he's bringing it in on a golden cup and a golden censer, a golden 
a, fry, a pan that, that has these uh, hot coals on it. So that's made out of gold. It says, I mean, we're talking about the sinner shouldn't come in and adorn himself with something. When he comes in with the shofar, he's adorning himself with a beautiful sound. When he comes in with the golden clothes, he's adorning himself. When he's coming in with the spoon and the censer, that's just, those are part of the implements of the Kodesh Kodeshim. He's not, that's not, He's not adorning himself with that. But he is wearing golden garments outside. So he doesn't come into the Kosh Karashim. But, he, but he's wearing them outside. We're talking about inside inside the Kosh Karashim, the holiest place and the holiest uh, point of the day of the Tefillah, where he's coming in to, uh, to, uh, to, um, to pray for all B'nai Yisrael. Inside the Kosh Karashim, he shouldn't have. And that's why, same thing with the cow. So shofar nami bechutz, but if you're talking about outside, it's okay. The shofar is also blown outside. It's not blown inside, as we'll see. Even the shofar that's in the base of Migdash is not blown inside the Kodesh Kodeshim. It says, since it's for remembrance, Hashem should remember us for good, it's like it's as if it's inside also. Even though it's outside, the, like, so to speak, the sound carries inside, and it's for a zikaron, for Hashem, so it's like inside. Okay, so this is all another reason why you shouldn't use that. You shouldn't use a chauffeur from a cow or a bull. Shouldn't use one because I have a ton of kamar. But that's not what a tanakam says. Ula's explained the reason why the tanakam says you shouldn't use a, of that of a para is why? Because it's a carrot. It's not called a chauffeur. But the mission that, that that's what the mission. I mean, sorry, Ula said the reason is because ain't can take an But the mission said it's because because it's called a Karen. But the the Tanakama, the Rabban over here gave the reason why shouldn't you use that of a para because it's Karen. It doesn't say because it ain't can take an asasaneker. So the Gemara says chad of outcomer. Okay, but the mission says there's two reasons, one and another reason. Chad The main reason is because hey, you shouldn't. The prosecutor shouldn't become the defendant. So don't bring in a cow. Ba'ob neshu Karen. Also because it's not even a chauffeur. It's only called the camera. Yosher Melchab to come right. Ain't katekas asadeger. This you say that hanimul vifnim. That's only inside the kodesh kodeshim. That's why the coin shouldn't come in with the golden garments. But outside, when he's bringing in, when he's uh, blowing the shofar with that of a uh, with the shofar or the karen of a cow, that's uh, that's okay. That's outside. Only inside you say ain't katekas asadeger. Behind shofar bechutz, the shofar's on the outside. Ooh, the karmat neshu karen. You say that it's not called the shofar's called the karen. Call shofar's not yet karen. All shofar's are also called karen, including this one. A bayom behind the time there are bonnet for a different reason. The reason why our bonnet say you can't use that of a par is because the post of the Torah said use bavarta shofar trua. Right, you should pass. You should blow a shofar trua, and you shouldn't use two or three shofars together. The that of a cow, it grows, it grows layers. In other words, it's not a straight uh, shofar. The shofar is not straight like one instrument, but it grows different layers. Where one layer ends, another one begins. So it's like two or three shofars. That's a technical reason. You're supposed to use one shofar. That of a para is not really a shofar. It's like two or three put together. I have a ton of Mishum Karen. Again, the Tanakama says that the, in our missions is the reason why you can't use that of a par is because it's a Karen, it's not a chauffeur. You're giving a different reason. You're saying it's because it's uh, two or three chauffeurs. That's not the reason mentioned in the Mishnah. So says, again, Chad Kamer, giving several reasons. One reason is, is because you can only use one chauffeur, and this is like two or three chauffeurs, as it's got different layers. And also because it's called a Karen, it's not called a chauffeur. They do say it as one chauffeur, not two or three. Since they're attached, 
It's not like it's two separate chauffeurs that you, or two or three that you put one inside the other. It's all attached. It grows that way. It's its natural growth. Since it's attached, since it's attached, the layers are attached to one another. Chado, it's one. Udakarm, they shoot Karen. And you say, so called the Karen, it's not called the chauffeur. Call the chauffeur, it's not make your Karen. Okay, so now he says, my mashma. Now we mentioned in the Mishnah that the Pasuk is from Shoch Bekarni Yovel. When he blows the ram's horn. The yovel is called the ram. How do we know that? My How do we know that a yovel means a, a ram, meaning a male sheep? Dichra means male. The Tanya When I went to Arabia, there they used to call the dichra. They called that the yovel. And I saw, therefore, I know that Yovel. Now, this is many psukim. We're going to bring down many words over here where the rabbis didn't know the meaning of the word. And, and they found out from, uh, you know, from different places that they went to. And for Shemot, we said we had this, like, uh, Totafos in Africa, etc. But we find that, that these were all originally Hebrew words that were forgotten. And, but in some places, in some localities, they remembered certain words. Uh, or, they, you know, they got into use, like, uh, you know, like Yiddish words become international words. So many Hebrew words became international words. For some reason, the rabbis or certain rabbis forgot the meaning, and they found them out when they visited different countries. So they used to call the Dichra, they would call the ram the Yovel, so he knows that Yovel, and the Pasuk, the Pasuk is Meshach, Bekerna Yovel, he knows that's what it means, it's referring to a ram. Again, these are important rabbis, how did they forget those meanings? It's hard to understand, but they, there was in Nisama Mayhem, for at least for a while, they were forgotten. Avamram Kiva Kiva said another one, Shalachti Legalio, when I went to that place, I called the Nida Galmuda, they called the Nida, a Nida, a woman who's a Nida, they call a menstrual woman, they called her Galmuda. My Galmuda, Gumula Da Mibala. So they would call, so he knew what it meant, but he's just trying to say they called her Gmud to show that she is removed, Gmula, like, you know, like somebody's weaned and somebody's finished. They, they are removed, they're separated from her husband. That's Galmuda and Rashi says, the uh, Pusik, uh, Tosa brings down the Pusik, Nafkimina Kedashin, Kiadas Chanav Galmud. So you know that it refers to a Nida. When I went to Africa, you call Lemaoxita. They called a Ma, a coin, a certain amount of money, they called that Kesita. My Nafkimina, Lefrushe, to understand when the Pusik says, and he bought it, Lemaoxita, the Orisa, that it's mentioned in the Pusik, those words are mentioned in the Pusik, he bought it for a hundred Kesita, that's Meadanki. That refers to a uh, hundred donkey. A donkey is a sixth of a zuz or of a diner, and that's also synonymous with the word ma'a. So if he wanted to know what's ma'a, he forgot, he forgot they would call a ma'a a kasita. He didn't know what a kasita was, but when he saw they called a ma'a kasita, so now he knows that a kasita is the same as a ma'a, which is the same as a donkey, and another word for it is geira, esrim geira kesef. So a ma, a geira, a danka, or shtus, a sixth of a, of a dinar, or zuz, dinar and zuz are, the, are synonymous, uh, a sixth of, those are all, those are all synonyms. Ma, uh, kasita is the same thing, ma, kasita, uh, danka, which is, which is uh, another word for that, shtus, a sixth, ma, a geira, those are all words for the same amount of money. When I went to the seaside towns, they call the sale, selling kira, to understand the karisili that I bought, to know that I bought, that I acquired for myself. Karisi doesn't say shekanisi, it says shekarisi, to tell me that's a, that kira is the same as mechira. When I went to the boundary of that place, the boundary of Kanyashara, they called a kala, a bride, a ginfi, they call the Kala Ninfi Micra. This is synonymous with the Pusik. Yefei Nof Misos Kala Aretz. 
beautiful on high, at a high place, the joy of the whole world. So therefore, which is like a, a kala, beautiful. So therefore, you see that nin, the yefeinof is like ninfi. Yefeinof is a combination. Ninfi is yefeinof, referring to a beautiful woman. Tarnagol sechvi, and they call it tarnagol sechvi, like we, of course, say, sechvi, vino. Who put wisdom in the inner parts of the body? Who gave the sechvi? Who gave understanding to the rooster? Hashem put wisdom into the kidneys. The kidneys are 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 said to uh, give uh, give wisdom and understanding to the person. Who gave who gave understanding to the Tanagol, the, to the rooster, to know, uh, you know, when to uh, when to um, uh, call out in the morning, when to, you know, what does the rooster do? He crows in the morning, so uh, Hashem gave him that understanding. Levi Eklahu Asr, Levi visited a city, Asagavar, a man came from Omerlei, Kavan Planya, this certain guy, Kavan, stole from me, right? He stole from me, and he didn't know Laviyadamai Karmelei, Levi didn't know what he meant. Kavan Planya, this guy, Kavan, did this to me. He didn't know what he meant. Also, came and asked in the base medish. Amulei Gazlan Amulecha. He said that that guy, he, that guy, stole from me. That the guy was a Gazlan. Should, should, should a person steal from God? That you stole my meiser and truma. You're stealing from God. Amulei Ravim Bernish Ravashi Yavi Sami. Had I been there, Havi Aminale, I would have told the guy who I didn't understand what he said. I would have told him, hey, how did he do that to you? Or with what did he do? Why did he do that to you? I would have figured out what he meant. In other words, Levi just listened to the guy, and the guy said, this guy, Coven, did this to me. And he didn't know what he meant until he asked in the base matter. She said, man, see, this guy stole from me. But the, uh, so Rav Bernish said, had I been there, I would, have, I would have questioned, said, oh, how did he do that to you? How did he, hey, how did he do it? With what did he do it? Uh, why did he do it? And then I would have figured it out. The EU suffered, but Levi figured most of these sore comrades. He told him something of, uh, he did something possibly of Isra. Isra usually means Dvar uh, Erva, some sexual misconduct, so he didn't want to pursue it or he thought that it wouldn't be proper to ask, uh, to ask it in that way. Anyways, that was the situation. So, Varsham say, you see from here that if a person's telling you something and you don't quite understand what he's saying, whatever, whatever he's saying, and you don't want to be embarrassed and ask, what do you mean? You can, you know, you can shake, yeah, yeah, like you understand, like in saying Yiddish, a shakol tzimit and cup, you know, like he's just, you know, listening, you know, he's saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of his people talk to you, you don't know what they're talking about, you don't understand them, or you don't understand the way they pronounce the words, and you're allowed to do that, you know, to go on and try to figure out as you go along, it's not considered Ganevis Das, because that's what Levi did over here. Rabbanan, the Rabbanan did not know my sirugan. What is the word sirugan? Which means to jump around, to skip, you know, not at one time. Shamula, I'm said the Bey Rebbe. They heard the maidservant of Rebbe. The Chazin Rabbanan, they saw the rabbis, they saw them coming in in groups. They didn't come in all together. They came in a little bit at a time. Why are you coming in a little bit at a time? Just all come in and sit down. Like, don't come in in groups. It's harder for me. So you see, sirugan means jumping around or, or you know, at, in, at different uh, points. Not, not at all at one shot. So that's what sirugan means. Uh, or, or skipping, you know, skipping from one plink to another. They didn't know that's kind of an herb. They didn't know what it was, which was they heard the maidservant of Rabbi who obviously knew quite a bit. The Chazaslo Gavashi saw a man, the Kamavader Parpechnia. 
that he was peeling this uh, kind of uh, it's a, a different kind of uh, of of an herb, a portalax or whatever it's called. Different things are called that. Until when are you spreading or peeling your chaluglach? So they know that chaluglach is the same as that kind of a portalax or that kind of an herb. They didn't know the meaning of the pasuk. Pasuk says in Mishle, you will. You will refine it. You will understand it, whatever. But they didn't know what salsa was. But Tromeka, when you meaning referring to the Torah, when you do good with it, Tromeka, it will exalt you. Yomachat Shomalam said the baby Rebbe. They heard again the the maids on Rebbe. Dahavis Amr Lehugavr. She said to a certain man, Davkamavach Basara. He was curling his hair. Amr Le Ad And how much are you going to keep uh, curling your hair? So the idea from there is, is that you know you're going to deal with it and look in you know. Uh, deal with it in, in detail. Rashi says, You know, uh, search and, and turn turn over and, and you know, delve into it uh, uh, very seriously. Um, you know, inspect it very well. And that's what, like, a person did with his hair. He was dealing with it all day. That's what it means also with the Torah. If you delve into it and you search and you uh, figure out the secrets, it will exalt you. Another another one, um Hashmad. Pusik says, and that what it wasn't known what that meant. We know what it means. It means that you will sweep it with this with the broom of destruction. She told her friend, pick up the broom, and, and, and sweep out the house. As we say in Hebrew, Matate is a is a broom. So we know, but the rabbis didn't know what it was until they heard. The uh, maidservant Rebbe telling her friend, "Take the broom and sweep it up." So that's that the lashon in, in Yeshaya was, and you know you will be swept up with the broom of destruction. They didn't know what the, what it meant by throw upon God Yahavcha. What does that mean? And He will sustain you. One day I was I was walking along with an Arab, Darina uh, and I was carrying a load. And he said to me, Shkol Yahavcha, take your load, the Shadiakamoy, and put it on my camel. Now, so you see over here means put, put all your worries, put your whole load on God, and he will take care of you. The Mishnah says, Shofar shall Rosh Hashanah Shayel Pashit. So what what kind of rush of a shofar do we use? The different kinds of shofars. Some are curved and some are straight. So the Tanakhama says in Rosh Hashanah, we use that of a Yael. What is the Yael? Most Mepharshim say it's a wild goat. Tosas brings down the discussion, says others say that it's a, uh, a ewe, a female sheep. Uh, but most Mepharshim say that it's a sort of a wild goat. Rashi calls it a Steinbeck, a Steinbeck, like a buck, you know, like a buck. It's, a buck is also is, is a male of a, ver- a different species, a male antelope or a goat or whatever. It's got to be a kosher one. But the Tanakhama says over here that in Rosh Hashanah, we use a straight, we, we know, we don't use a straight one. We use a curved one, as we'll see. But he says, use that of a Yael, which is Pashut, a straight one. Upiv Mitzvah the one in the base of Migdash, had on, on its outside, had gold. Now, we don't use that gold, and you can't use it inside the mouthpiece where it would affect the sound. So we'll talk about that. Upiv Mitzvah it was covered on the outside with gold. And in the base of Migdash, they had two trumpets on the outside. Trumpets are made out of silver. Shofar marach with Sazumakasus. On Rosh Hashanah, the shofar is a long blast, and the trumpets are shorter blasts. In other words, after the tr- blasts of the trumpets stop, the shofar's continuing. Shemitzayom shofar. The main thing on Rosh Hashanah is the shofar, so you have to hear that. Ubitanios and on, on, a, on a tanis, when the main purpose is, is uh, to call the people, to gather them together to pray, 
they use rams, that's a male sheep, a ram, which are curved, the shofar that we use. It's covered with silver, the mouthpiece. And the chatzos are in the middle because on, on the tanis, the main, the, the main, uh, the main uh, uh, instrument is the chatzosros. Because the main thing is to, is to is is the purpose is to call the people together to come to Davin. Shofar Makasra since it on the Tanis Shofar is a shorter blast for Chatzos Marichos and the Chatzos, which are the main thing of the day, are the longer ones. That's the midst of the days with Chatzos. Shabayobal Rosh Hashanah. Now on when did they blow the shofar? On Rosh Hashanah and on Yom Kippur, only on Yovel. So Yovel on Yom Kippur is similar to Rosh Hashanah Litkiya Ulabrachas. Yeah, the same thing, meaning the Tanakhama says that use a Yael, a, a straight Yael shofar on Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur, because as Xavier Shabbat, Shvi, Shvi, you also, when Yom Kippur, Yovel, where we blow the shofar uh, to free the slaves and to, for the Karka to go back to their original owners, Shavi Yovel, Rosh Hashanah, the same for the Kia, and the same nine brachos that we have on Rosh Hashanah with the, uh, with the shofar, the same thing we do that on Yom Kippur of Yovel. Rabbi Yudomer, no, Rosh Hashanah, token Bishoscharm, the opposite. On Rosh Hashanah, we use that of a um, that of a of a ram of a, a shofar, a curved one. Uvi Yovelus b'shol ye'elim, and in Yovel, not the opposite. It's only opposite in terms of Rosh Hashanah. Tanakam says Yom Kippur is like Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi Yudah doesn't hold the Xavier Shabbos, so he says Rosh Hashanah you use a scharm, and in Yovel you use a straight one. Well, now we're going to we'll, tomorrow. We'll talk about this. However, we of course know that even the one that we do on Yom Kippur at the end of Yom Kippur, which is just sort of like a remembrance for Yovel. Um, that's what we use a curved one all the time. Amrav Levi mitzvah shal Rosh Hashanah vishal Yom Kippur bekfufin. We the, we we hold like Levi that um, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur we use a curved one. We'll explain why in a minute. What's the difference between a curve? Why we use a curve? Why we use a straight one? Vishal kol meaning tanis bepshutin the other way around. Iva tanan a mission said shofar shal Rosh Hashanah shal yel pasha should be a straight one. Hudamar kiai tan he goes like this tan at the time you're a biyudomer Rosh Hashanah you talking shal scharim kfufin ubedel vishalem he holds. As far as Rosh Hashanah goes, he holds like Rabbi Yudah, who says that on Rosh Hashanah you use a uh, curved ram's horn, right? Uva Yovel Now that Rabbi Yudah said in Yovel you use a straight one, but so the Gemara says Why doesn't he just say? Why does he say? Uh, Levi says Mitzvah Shal Rosh Hashanah The Gemara is kashas The answer is obvious. Why does he say? Why does he say the halachas like Rabbi Yudah? Obviously. Because he doesn't hold like Rabbi Yudah in all his, on all Rabbi Yudah's aspects. Yovel should also be like what? Like Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yudah says, by Yovel use a straight one. And Kippur of Yovel use a straight one. Rosh Hashanah use a curved one. So if you would say, if you would say, like Rabbi Yudah, you might say, okay, even Yovel. And Yovel use a straight one. Now Rabbi Yudah's for like, Kamash no. That he holds differently. He holds that Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur both use a kafif. Meaning, Rav Levi holds like the Tanakama in that there's a Gzei Shava. Whatever you do in Rosh Hashanah, you do in Yom Kippur, except the Tanakama says, use a straight one, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, use a curved one on, on, the, on the Tanis to sort of say, to show that that's different. To show that, okay, to show that a Tanis is different, we'll, leave, we'll make it different, not to confuse Rosh Hashanah with the, tana, with the Tanios. But my commitment, so we have really a three of Machlokas. The Tanakama says, there's there's Xavier Shava and therefore you have to use Rosh Hashanah and Kippur both the same both straight. Levi says there is Xavier Shava yes, but uh, use a curved one on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and uh, and a Tainus he use a straight one. And Rabbi Yudah is like in between. Rabbi Yudah says on Rosh Hashanah you use a 
curve one. On Yovel, you use, and Yom Kippur of Yovel, you use a straight one, and he doesn't hold the Gzeva Shava. Mike Mifrigi, what's the machlokus between the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yudah? What's the machlokus there? Why does Rabbi Yudah say on Rosh Hashanah you use a curved one? And the Tanakhama says on Rosh Hashanah you use a straight one. Mike Mifrigi, Marsav Rosh Hashanah the Chayiv Inish, Daitek Tfei Mali. Right, that the more that a person is curved over in Rosh Hashanah, in other words, shows his humility, it shows that he's bent over before God, that's better. That's Rabbi Yudashita. Therefore, in Rosh Hashanah, you use a curved one to show that we are also bent over. Person's mind should be straight on Yom Kippur, meaning he should, he should understand that he's praying to God and he feels associated going straight up. Um, uh, Right, and Yom Kippur, he's, right, Yom Kippur coming to Rosh Hashanah, he quotes the Pasuk, right? Better that he should be straight, straight on Yom Kippur. Whereas the Tanakhama says, no, a person has to have his mind straight on Yom Kippur, on Rosh Hashanah rather, and therefore use a straight, that's the Tanakhama, use a Ya'el Pashut on Rosh Hashanah. And the gears that we have is, Uvetanios, and at a time this comment, the Kai finished Daitet Feimala. A person should be more curved over, should be bent over on Tanios. There's a problem with here with the Girsas. First of all, Rashi, the Mephoshim say, Rashi and Tosas seem to take out the Girs of Date. Four lines from the bottom of the page here in the Gemara. But rather, a person, not the more a person is bent over physically, is better. And that's why many people daven bent over on Rosh Hashanah. And if Yom Kippurim, not so much. Umar Savar, Rosh Hashanah, come with the Pashin, Ishnaf Shemalim, with Tennis, come with the Kaif, and Ishtaitimali. Rashi, this idea of Tainus, Kamad the Kaif, and Feimali, these last words on the Gemara, Rashi doesn't seem to have them, because Rashi says, Rashi says in the, um, the last Rashi on the page, Kamad the Pashit, Inish, Fei Adif, meaning he's talking about, first of all, he takes out the word Date. <coughs> that means to say that that the Tanakhama holds that a person should be straight on Rosh Hashanah. We should lift our, our hearts up, right? Also, because the Tanakhama holds Rosh Hashanah the same. That's only, why do you blow the, blow the chatzosus and the shofar on Tanis? Just to gather the people together. We don't care if Avdin and Kfuf and Lakera, so we make a curve one like Hera. That doesn't seem what the, what the Gemara says. The Gemara says in the last line of the Gemara, Vatanias Kamad the Kaif, Inish Daitet Feimali. Person should be more bent over uh, in his mind or straight over, right? On a Tainus. Rashi says, no, the reason why Tainus, why we use a curved one, is simply to show that there's a difference between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur on the one hand versus Tainus on the other hand. So I think Rashi doesn't have those last few words in the Gemara. He says, yeah, the Tanakamos Rosh Hashanah Kamad the Padishish Daitet Fei to fulfill that Pasuk of Nisal Veinu El Kapayim. And uh, that applies to Yom, to Yom Kippur too because of the Gzeva Shava. And at Tanis, we want to show a difference, so we use a different kind. And then Rashi goes on, the last few words of Rashi. Well, the Rablevi is like Rabuta. He holds like Rabuta, the Lathfila, Bean, and Kfufin. For davening, we need to bent over Yom Kippur, Mesphira, Lay, the Shava, Yobel, the Rosh Hashanah, Krabbat. And he holds that Yobel, the Hashanah, because of the Gzeva Shava. And that's how we hold. Levi holds that what? That uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur we use the curve one to show that we are bent over before God. And on. Um, on a Tanis, okay, a Tanis, we can show it's, uh, we don't have that issue, it's just to gather the people together, so you can use a straight one uh, to show that, you know, the Tanis is not the same as Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, it's not the same as, the same, we're not, the purpose of the, of the chauffeurs on, Rosh, on uh, Tanis, chauffeurs, is just to gather the troops together, gather everybody to come, not to show that we are bent over before God.
Uh, okay, we'll stuff here. And now tomorrow is uh, Rosh Chodesh, so tomorrow we'll start at 5 o'clock, uh, which would be 11 o'clock in New York, right? 5 o'clock tomorrow morning. And then on Sunday, Mirz Hashem, we'll go back to this hour of 5.15 as the Dapma read along. Have a good day, everybody, and Chodesh Tov for tonight. Kol Tov. Okay.